Hey everybody, it's your friendly neighborhood, Jeremy Greer here, uh, Jeremy Greer, Jeremy Greer here, to tell you about uh, all of the exciting stuff happening over at patreon.com slash TV. Most of you, I think, that listen to the show already support the network, and thank you so much from the bottom of both mine and Gary's hearts. It's super appreciated. If you don't, you can get all kinds of cool stuff like exclusive podcast uh, based on adaptation decay, based on random conversations between Gary and Will, uh, but you can also get episodes early, and you can get um, all kinds of cool stuff like access to the Slack channel. So, thank you for doing that if you are are already doing it and if you're not please consider doing so and in the meantime enjoy this episode i'm jeremy greer and I'm Gary Butterfield. And this is Days of Future Cast. And we are here to discuss the second half of X-Men Apocalypse, the third movie in our X-Men, modern day X-Men trilogy. Uh, we divided these up in two because these fucking movies are humongously long. <laughs> They're just yep. too, and then yep. the way that we like to cover things, uh, we like to get into the nitty gritty and, and tease out a bunch of funny, weird stuff about these movies. So it takes us a long time to cover them. Um, so thank you yeah. for, for, for joining us and thank you for, for listening and all that good stuff. Gary, how are you today, my man? I'm good. Good. Yeah. We got to cut these up. I only, I record watch out for fireballs every week and often enough that's four hours and I just yeah. feel like a four hour. <laughs> <laughs> nobody needs nobody needs a four hour apocalypse you know do you think episode. that do you think that waypoint is going to release a six hour podcast about the avengers endgame movie coming out this weekend possibly <laughs> they, they, they uh they definitely like it feels like all they do now is just kind of record impromptu podcasts like i go to that website every once in a while and it feels like the articles have slowed down and now it's just those dudes recording impromptu podcasts and then tweeting about that rather than tweeting their opinions on on the things they're just like, we recorded like two hours about this. We recorded three hours about Pride and Prejudice. We recorded four hours about Kingdom Hearts. Like, ever, they're, they're doing that, that living that dream where you all live in the same house and every conversation is a podcast. Just yeah, record exactly. every conversation you have with anybody. <laughs> the, um, they figured it out. The infinite content, uh, hack. And a weird overlap in my life. Uh, Autumn's dad, um, whom you've had, um, mm-hmm. is, uh, is way into that Pride and Prejudice podcast. Like, he's a huge <laughs> Jane Austen fan, and he's like, this guy, Austin Walker and Rob Zachney, wow, they're really smart. And I'm like, where am I? What is <laughs> yeah. happening right now? <laughs> this is a weird overlap in things. I don't, I don't know if I like my life colliding in these kind of ways. Has anyone made the, the Jane Austen Walker Twitter account yet? Where it just mashes up like the first half of an Austin. I mean, like tweet pr- and then probably, like, huh? Like that's got to be. Yeah. A... <laughs> I mean, if if I just came up with that idea, then the the pack it in, folks. Like the world is not worth saving. Yeah, nothing. Like, I don't see anything. Apocalypse slash Thanos have it. I don't see anything popping up on uh, Google immediately, but like I have to assume that that's on Twitter somewhere, and I'm just not finding it. So. Yeah. So yeah, we're we're here to talk about the back half of X Men Apocalypse to uh to to catch us up a little bit um in the previous in the first half of the movie our uh our villain apocalypse has recruited uh four people and he's given them increasingly mm-hmm. elaborate costumes um he has kidnapped Charles Xavier and um whether by <laughs> intention or not has blown up the Xavier mansion and uh yeah. luckily Quicksilver was there with a real hammy CGI scene and saved all of the people and all of the things um so we are we are opening up on a destroyed 
school on a destroyed Xavier's mansion and uh, Raven is there and she is back in her true blue form. And, uh, yep. and basically all of these kids are looking up to her. And of course, in this, the way this movie has been set up, the way this trilogy has been set up, uh, Mystique is a kind of like warrior figure and a hero type figure for all of these kids. And they're all just kind of blown away that she's there. And Hank is like, mm-hmm. see, these kids need you. You could lead them. And she's like, nah, I'm good. I got to get out of here. <laughs> Skip yeah, the fuck yeah. <laughs> there's, there's an apocalypse about. Mm-hmm. Did you notice in the trailers for, for Phoenix, like how Mystique, like looks more cher- cherubic, cherubic, a little I bit cher- or something. I think cherubic. Like, yeah, I'll go with you on cherubic. A cherubic. I think her face looks like a little bit rounder, and she looks a little bit like her. She has a different haircut. She has gave herself like that little bob. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I, I always think that uh, Jennifer Lawrence looks like that, even in yeah. She, since, she's very yeah. She's very young looking, like just kind yeah. of in general. It's um, the, um, and this is not an insult to her, but it kind of it just reminds me of like uh, girls that are fourteen to fifteen that are still haven't lost like that baby fat around their cheeks a little bit, yeah. and then they like hit that growth spurt, and then all of a sudden they they come up to be beautiful women. And not to say that she isn't, because obviously she's an extremely attractive woman, but like it's just not been, especially for the mystique role. Like as I've mentioned many times on this podcast, it's not very it adult. just just yeah. doesn't look very adult. <laughs> I think that the haircut in the new trailer just makes her even look younger, yeah. which is which is just weird. I've only seen I've only seen the one trailer for that, and I'm I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic about it. I think we may have talked about the, some of this. Uh, the most recent trailer, the new trailer, uh, is better. Like it's it's a it you know it's really uh, I I am I've moved from like cautiously optimistic to like regular optimistic with a chance of being totally let down, <laughs> which is you know <laughs> the uh, it's about where I that's about where I was when I came into this movie uh, initially too. So, but I think the newest trailer is like they just kind of say what they're doing. Like, it's not, uh, it's not just like flash, you know, it's not the thing where it just shows someone walking down the street and it goes, ding, <laughs> ding, which is like, you know, a shot from behind someone walking like close to their butt. And then a shot of someone looking up very sad and just, you know, I don't know what to do with this power. She's still Jean, you know, and just like little, it, it actually has like a narrative. It's not just cut together fragments. Um, it kind of tells you what the, the movie actually is about, which is. You know, it's okay thing for trailer to do. If it doesn't like spoil the end, you can you can tell me like the one sentence setup. Doesn't yeah, have I to think... all be like. Ding. <laughs> I don't need any more shots of like uh, loading or firing guns to a beat. That's part of like yeah. oh, we are yeah. the champions or something. You know what I'm saying? That yeah, I don't, I don't. I'm done with that in all of my trailers. Like it's it's amazing. Um, having been watching movies for like since I was a kid and then seeing these weird trailer trends, like for such a long time, it was every single uh, movie trailer is going to use the Requiem for their dream soundtrack because that's like the coolest thing anybody could ever think of. And then, um, not insomnia came out. Uh, what's the, what's the one I'm thinking about? The, uh, Oh, uh, Inception. Inception came out, and then like everybody was doing the draw thing, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Christopher Nolan like ship ticking off. Yeah, like. exactly. <laughs> and now that that Suicide Squad trailer was so successful that it's it's now everything is that. So yeah, exactly. Everything is a uh, you know, pretty pretty obnoxious. It's been a long time yeah. since I've watched a trailer where I was like, "Wow, this leaves me excited and curious about this movie." Like, I'm, I'm I wonder what they'll do with it. Like nowadays, it's like, "Oh, they're doing that trick," and also telling me every single fucking thing about the movie. I'm yeah. good. The only the only kind the only trailers I really like now are for weird known pro- properties where I'm just like trying to get pumped. Like I've watched the the John Wick three trailer like I don't know, like six times now, 
And every time I'm like, oh yeah, <laughs> I know exactly what's going to happen. I'm just like, oh yeah, yeah put this in my veins. Show me what the kind moment. of dumbass world building is going to happen? <laughs> who, who, what happens when John Wick meets the game caller? What the fuck's the game caller? Can't wait for the game yeah, caller. Yeah, just can't, give me that game caller. Um, yeah, th- there's just just all kinds of. Uh, uh, I want that, and I want superhero movie trailers, just because I want to be like, oh, maybe this character's in it. Yeah, I was bummed uh, when they they interviewed uh, Macy Williams uh, from Game of Thrones, <clears throat> who was supposed to be in that New Mutants trailer or New Mutants movie, and she was like, "Yeah, I don't have a fucking clue when that movie is coming out." And I was yeah. like, "Oh, okay, cool, dope." Yeah. yeah. Oh well, that might be a thing too, where like, uh, if it doesn't actually come out, like a rough cut will escape, and it'll you'll be like something you can buy in conventions, yeah, yeah. or like leak. And I, I would like I would be down for that, even if just I just want to see what they do with it. You know, I, especially if it's like there's no CGI for Wolvesbane, like it just becomes like whenever she needs like half the movies is Arya Snark going like rawr, 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 rawr. <laughs> with, with little green balls taped all over her face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just rough, rough. Don't worry, we'll fix it in post. Ruff, Look, ruff. Looking like the vampires from What We Do in the Shadows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, anywho, uh, destroyed mansion, which I'm glad they destroyed the mansion. That's a that's an X Men tried tried and true classic i have um, thoughts about how they repair their mansion later but i'll i'll wait for right now it, here's my here's my trailer i don't remember so <laughs> okay good yeah, I mean, you can tell me i it's like oh yeah i just kind of you know fade out once they get to, to egypt yeah. um so scott walks up he's like hey what about alex uh he's missing uh quicksilver's like i'm, I'm pretty sure i got got them all but then they uh they say like oh he was right next to the blast yeah. um he checks and and just like oh oh shit uh, Gene is is there to comfort him at this point, but this is interrupted because uh, military copters start showing up. Yeah, and from their loudspeaker, they were blaring, uh, "Remain calm. Medical assistance is on the way. Remain calm. Medical assistance is on yeah. the way." And like, did they get the creepiest guy they could find to record this? <laughs> yeah, remain calm. Medical assistance on the why, way. Why are you guys broadcasting uh, Gambit on this on this <laughs> intercom? You ex children, be lay down. Um, yeah, the the uh, uh, we didn't, I don't know if we explicitly mentioned this, but this is all kids. Uh, yes. Mystique is the only like quote unquote senior member. Mystique and Beast, but everyone else is kids. Yeah, uh, and there are tons of kids. Um, so some goons get off the like hunk from Resident Evil get off the helicopter, and uh, including Striker, young Striker who looks like Stifler, and uh, Ra- uh, Raven recognizes him. Of course, they've met. Um, but they send out this like neutralization beam. This like concussive knockout everyone beam, which it feels like they should use more often. Um, yeah, this is a one-time use. Like, it costs yeah, seven thousand gil from one merchant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just yeah. impressed he didn't save it for the end boss. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he doesn't have too good to use syndrome. That's one thing about Striker. There's a uh, there's one out there's one thing later that he could have really used this on, but nope, he wasted it on a bunch of teenagers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, even even in the future, he only uses that like nature like you know his little like code word thing on wolverine uh you know once so it's 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 in line with the character um the uh so they knock everybody out and striker goes through like picking and choosing like he's he's making his own build-a-bear workshop here and uh and picks which mutants he wants yeah so he chooses uh moira who we forgot to mention is there but she's been around for some reason she's still in this fucking movie get used to that like that's the rest of the movie as well uh quicksilver beast and of course mystique and they leave all of the other kids yeah. behind um yep one of these goons kind of stumbles over to where uh gene and scott and nightcrawler are hiding and of course gene uses her telekinesis uh to to remain invisible to make it look like they're not there yeah she um, messes with his mind her telepathy there yeah 
And then they get Nightcrawler um, to teleport them into the van with their buddies, which feels to like helicopter. a to the helicopter. Yeah, excuse me. Uh, this feels like a, a a pretty smart thing for a teenager, but a real dumb thing for an X Man. So I kind of like this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it's also and uh, not to be uh, uh, Mr. YouTube plot hole guy. Uh oh. But if there's some kind of shielding or whatever, like because Jean's powers, they get in the the, the helicopter and Jean's power still works. She's keeping them invisible. Yes. But there's a shield to stop Nightcrawler from teleporting, and I'm like, well, he just teleported into it. Like it literally just happened. Like it's weird if there's a one way shield. You know, oh, yeah. <laughs> like I assumed it'd be like an electrical field or a power or something, not like a, you know, a smart revolving door for teleporters, <laughs> you know? So I was like, he just did it. He's like, I'm, I can't teleport out. Like for there's some, some reason, kind of shielding. It's, it's been a couple of weeks since I watched it. For some reason, I was thinking that they, they, they jump in and then that's when like the helicopter starts up and that's where everything, I saw the like anti-mutant technology starts up at that point. I, I, I suppose that's true. Maybe yeah. it's like they turn it on. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it seems like the kind of thing you'd want to have on all the time. But you'd want to want two of those concussive blasts that knocks out forty five mutants at one time <laughs> exactly. too. But <laughs> Striker's budgets through the floor, I and mean, there's just been cuts. You know, Reaganomics. It's, uh, yes, it's it is in the eighties. Yeah, the, the, um, all the money is going to creating AIDS. Um, so the uh, that's not meant to be a joke about people who have AIDS. That's meant to be a joke about our government and Reagan. No, you can you can get off crisis. your Kanye references here. I'm, I'm into it. Is it I didn't even realize. Yeah. <laughs> The uh, yeah, I, 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 well, that's that's the thing about Kanye is he, we're all a little Kanye without realizing it. He's gonna put that on a shirt and sell it for four thousand dollars, but like, you know, I came up with it first. So, <laughs> it's just gonna, it's gonna be like that Michael Scott thing. <laughs> just, yeah, just, it's just Kanye West Kanye. slash Gary Butterfield yeah, like, slash. Like what if that? What if? What if that happened? Kind of in general, and there was just kind of like, you know, like open quotes. Depending on which day of the week you ask me, Deus Ex is definitely my favorite video game. Close, close quotes. Signed, Gary Butterfield. Signed again, Kanye West. Like, he just started like, pulling a lot of fashion and quotes from me. Like, <laughs> Throwing them on shirts and then not giving you any credit for them. Yeah, and then, like, what would I even do? I don't know, man. Like, like I, who do like, you? how would you get in touch with Kanye? Like, nobody. He's like, too powerful. And even if I did, he'd probably be like, here, put on this kimono. Let's sit in, like, my Zen garden and, and like, talk about this together or something. And I'd be like, fuck, man. Okay. Why do that? Just I guess. stop stealing my quotes. <laughs> it's weird. I don't want, I don't want to be an icon in the hip-hop community always uh Weird, man. always go back to that aziz and sorry story that he tells uh about oh that's yeah that's awesome yeah yeah yeah, yeah. just sitting there listening oh. like i don't listen to my own comedy why are we listening to your beats <laughs> 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 i'm just picturing you and kanye west listening to like the watch out for fireballs on yeah, Shock infinite and yeah. him just being like actually i really like the magic system gary yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or him just like tenting his fingers and nodding at me every once in a while like oh, making so eye weird and nodding <laughs> <laughs> and it couldn't be like any of the things that we do that are short and funny. It has to be like only like three and a half hour watch out for fireballs episodes. <laughs> He's like they're his jam. Like, what if the what if the next Kanye West album had a had a, a Gary Butterfield sample in it? Yeah, <laughs> just, <laughs> just, like you say an Umbasa over and over again on it. Debasing themselves with Kingdom Hearts. Debasing themselves with Kingdom Hearts. Debasing themselves. Debasing themselves. Debase. Base. 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 Um, the, <laughs> if we have any musicians in the crowd with a couple of with, with about an hour of free time, and you want to do that, then shout that out. Let me know. I'll get you all of the I, Gary Butterfield samples that you could possibly ever need. <laughs> I, I would. Uh, that would be a real weird way to wake up. That's almost like a premise for a TV show. That's so fucking like like a, a show that we canceled. Not with me, but just like a similar person mm-hmm. than me. You know, like. 
some somebody with with kind of my level of notoriety gets noticed by you know one of the biggest stars in the world and starts surreally kind of torturing their life and they can't do anything about it like <laughs> i don't even have you know, i can't just, afford a lawyer i don't know what to do yeah, about I can't this. Afford a lawyer i don't know how to get in touch with you <laughs> oh man uh, that'd be amazing i hope it doesn't happen um so anywho so they teleport in uh but they can't teleport out um gene makes them invisible and luckily they don't go in the back of the helicopter uh so they uh they go to uh, uh they they fly to the thing yeah um so we see the kids waking up and um i was i was really bummed because i like the character design they had i like the design for jubilee they had in this movie they mm-hmm. wouldn't really get to show her off or anything but she gets left behind and she's essentially out of the rest of the movie um we also get yeah. this montage of like all of the nuclear weapons um uh, had been destroyed across the world and they've all been disarmed uh, so we have no more nuclear weapons um Scott immediately yep. starts going into uh, Alex was supposed to be the good one. I'm just a ball of trash. I'm going into my bug room. And Gene's like, <laughs> Gene's like, no, 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 no. Alex is, he thought you were going to be super good. You know, he was, he, he really felt that you were going to be a hero. And um, yeah, I, uh, I like this because um, he comes back with, you know, how do you know how he feels? And uh, Sophie Turner just <laughs> delivers this. I know how everybody feels. And I'm like, damn girl, cold. Yeah. 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 Um, well, I feel weird about you just saying that, and I'm right here. So the uh, <laughs> nightcrawler on the side. Uh, do you guys need some space? I can. Yeah, I'm just like I am still here. I can teleport um, to the other corner if you need me to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just him riding on the outside of the helicopter, like all sad. It's gonna but sound like I farted, but it's gonna smell like I farted. But really, I just teleported. I, I promise you. That would be rough on those pilots, you know, because they would constantly smell fart. Like if that if that happened, and they yeah. would have to. Neither of them actually did it, so they'd have to accuse each other. You know? Yeah, Theo and Chud in the front constantly blaming one another for the brimstone smells. Lieutenant Excelad reporting for duty. I guess. <laughs> oh good. Oh good. Do we have Colonel Bean Burrito and up in this place? Great. <laughs> I was done with your smelly ass. <laughs> the, uh, it was just like strikers like damn it uh, yeah, <laughs> my budget the, uh, has really gone to shit you guys aren't even real military <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> the um it is uh scott he does go into the survivor's guilt thing i will say that the death of alex summers this is this that's the end of it yes. so scott's dealt with it now <laughs> like in this play now it's over so i mean there might be some stuff in the next episode or next uh, movie but it does happen pretty quick for somebody who's a fairly major character uh, in the early films. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, you know, she holds his hand. Uh, he cries. Nightcrawler prays. Just a little nod to him being religious as opposed to in X-Men 2 where he's like, ah, yes, I see you notice I'm religious. Here's my monologue about it. Um, <laughs> Why You don't have to knock on Xavier's door unless you were presenting to him, presenting Christ to him officially. Like, that's the only exactly. rule. Of the <laughs> they had to yeah. make it up for Nightcrawler. God, and yeah, teleporting evangelists would be really rough. Oh, Jesus. Um, <laughs> like they knock on the door you like don't answer and they just teleport in the um so they're they're heading towards this dam because uh striker loves uh holding up in a dam yep um and then we switch over to xavier and i'm glad you have this in the notes like they're on some rocks because that's really what we're going to be doing with apocalypse for a while and it's a real bummer <laughs> like everything is just kind of on some rocks or in some desert or somewhere cheap yeah, this uh, this set or the CGI or however they film this looks fucking terrible. Like the rocks yeah. don't look like rocks. Uh, they they just look like like cheesy, like 
you know, probably styrofoam. something filled with styrofoam. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And um, spray painted. Yeah. All of these people are are standing at like different levels, and I I've got in here that it looks like a, like a, a cover shoot photo. That's exactly what it looks like. Is like an indie band trying to shoot their first photo, their first cover art. Yeah. Right? Like that's what this yeah. is. And like it's, a dated version of it, though. Yeah, exactly. Like it's it's like what you know. Um, I'm trying to think of like an appropriately shitty band to to diss with this. <laughs> I can't come up with one. Like maybe uh, I guess Soundgarden actually had cool cover. I, I can't Megadeth. I'm like Megadeth was yeah, making right. this in like '83, right? Yeah, yeah. Just standing on a mountain, looking pensive. Except it's this like these group of you know terribly dressed you know weirdos, like these you know uh, uh, Power Rangers villains hanging out here. Um, oh no, not Megadeth. I'm gonna go Soul Asylum. There we go. That's the band. Go. That's the band that I want to talk about. Yeah. If, yeah. if you're a Megadeth person and you've uh, started tweeting him, go yeah. ahead and uh, cancel that. Him. It's at Cole Ross. <laughs> um, the uh, so so uh, Xavier's there as you mentioned, um, and he starts trying to use his telepathy, but Apocalypse is blocking it. Is there anything he can't do? And uh, Xavier appeals to Eric and is just like, "You're better than this man." <laughs> You know, he like he doesn't just say that, but I can imagine him just being exasperated. Like, how many times do we have to fucking do this? You know? Um, but Magneto says, like, you know, listen, this is I've tried your way, it didn't work. All I've ever known is killing. Like I tried to remove myself from society, it didn't work. They just buried, you know, they just uh they won't let me. You know? Yeah. Um, so he's just buried all he's like in kind of ro beep boop robot emotionless mode. Yes. Yeah. For, um, for, for the rest of this. There's a, a deleted scene here where he appeals to Storm as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's where the only characterization that Storm ever gets, and she just talks about how instead of uh, the real Storm is after, you know, Storm was a thief, eventually Storm, like, ended up being, like, worshipped as a god back uh, where she came from, or as a goddess. Um, in this one, that caused a lot of problems for, for her having those powers. Like, she dealt with a lot of, like, you know, xenophobia and fear and hatred and stuff as a result of her powers. I like how they have this conversation and yet uh, still don't name her. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You, you with the hair. Surely you wouldn't do this. Yeah. Hey, Mohawk, come here. I yeah, got a question yeah. for you. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying so, to picture Xavier guessing uh, what her name is based on her powers and calling her like yeah. a lightning girl or something. Yeah, lightning less like cumulus cloud. Are you, are you yeah. wind pal? Is that what you yeah. <laughs> Like wind pal. Hello. <laughs> um, so we we so, um, we go back over to our kidnapped friends. They wake up in a cell. Yep. Uh, Beast is yep. in is in full beast mode. He's 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 full yep. blue again. Um, Striker is blaming all of this on the X Men. So he's blaming them for the nuclear disempowerment, and he he thinks that all of this happened because of Xavier, which is like partially true in the classic yeah. Striker fashion. Um, but he doesn't yeah. believe them when they say like there's other shit out there. Well, and when he, they're like, where's Xavier? And like, we don't know. And, yeah, and he doesn't no believe idea. that either. Yeah. You know, it's like, we're kids, idiot. Um, Gene and company have sneak, uh, snuck from everyone. They they hid uh, in there and they're kind of doing this like stealth sequence in the thing, but they can't actually get inside the cell where they're at. Yeah. Um, flashback to, to Apocalypse and gang. And Apocalypse says like, you know, you t tell the world that I'm going to destroy it. Like hook into everyone's mind and give them a message. And uh, he's like, I can't. Even if I had Cerebro, I couldn't do that. And Apocalypse is like, you idiot. You don't need Cerebro. Let me juice your power. Uh, and he starts doing that. And, and you know, Xavier's like, oh, we're going to come back to that yep. in a second. Um, so this, we get this moment with uh, Quicksilver and Raven where uh, Quicksilver asked her basically, like, what is Eric like? And um, she's basically like 
not telling him anything until he's like, well, you know, mm-hmm. he's he's kind of my dad. And she's like, excuse me? Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure that we, me and that guy fucked. Like, he's a kid you're eight, are my age. Like, this okay. is a little weird. I mean, yeah. he's handsome, so it's okay. I'm cool. Yeah. Silver Fox, but, you know. Um, yep. but, and then everyone gets the message. It interrupts, like, this this conversation. Yes. Uh, through Xavier. Um, Xavier has creepy black eyes when he's doing this. And uh, he's saying, you know, everything will be destroyed. I am your savior. Just typical apocalypse stuff. But he puts in a little secret message, Gene. Yes. And he's like, you know, Gene, make sure you can find us. Yes. You know, and tells him where, presumably tells him where where he is. Yeah. Um, yep. Apocalypse, this whole thing is uh, that he wants to collect everybody with the greatest power. So he wants only the strong to survive, only the, the weak. But at the very last minute, um, Charles, instead of sending out this uh this message that says only the strong will survive only uh, you know and they'll destroy the weak he says the strong and the weak will survive and the strong will protect the weak or something like that he, like he changes yeah, if it you're one of the bit. strong ones out there yeah. protect the weak yeah you know um oh. which is a pretty you know obviously like a polar opposite of what apocalypse is trying to do which i guess yeah like i was trying to think about like what apocalypse's end goal here, here is and like to have a giant pyramid that is surrounded by like bloodthirsty monsters i guess like, I <laughs> like yep. the, the end game of this is so weird to me because it's just like yeah. a bunch of assholes that have beat up everybody yeah yeah I mean, and and to be fair that's more or less what he's doing in the comics too it's like, true. i feel like this is untrue to apocalypse i just get, it kind of shows that apocalypse has like the beginning of a philosophy but no goals like he's he's a schemer and he wants survival of the fittest, but to what end? You're right. Yeah, to live in a pyramid surrounded by bloodthirsty monsters. <laughs> it's the dream, man. It's I what was, everybody wants. It's it's a very yeah. supervillain slash Kanye West kind of thing to want. I think. Um, yeah, just uh, I hope that when you uh, eventually retire, Jeremy, they give you that. Like your yes. your place of business gives you your own tower and your own bloodthirsty monsters to retire in peace. Um, it's gonna it's just gonna be that uh, that one like Cabela's that's shaped like a pyramid and somewhere in Kentucky. Have you yeah. seen the pictures of that? Like it's just gonna yeah, be yeah, like yeah. a room in there. Like I'm gonna have like floor fifteen, like with a window overlooking the yep. Kentucky River or whatever yep. the fuck is in Kentucky. You have to share the bloodthirsty monsters. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. In Age of Apocalypse, the uh, comics is vaguely based on. He does just end up hanging out with like exclusively with assholes. <laughs> like he he does this, and it's just like, oh, I get to hang out with uh, shitty Alex Summers, uh, shitty Mister Sinister, super shitty Beast, and then my weird adult son Holocaust, who is just like a big pile of energy who yells all the time. Like this has to suck. Yeah, this he doesn't know how to pick his friends, man. That's all I'm saying. He yeah, he's not very that's, good. That's at the this. theme. Yeah. He's alone. Comes up at the end. Um. Striker asked asked our, our asked our ex crew like what's going on and they're like we have no fucking clue we're trapped in this cage. Yeah. Um, yep. Eventually, a guard catches uh, Gene and Cyclops and um, Nightcrawler, and they they have to run away real fast. They teleport into this room, which they find out is the generator, which is what they were looking for, so that they can take the energy shield around yep. from the prison. Um, but also in this room is a uh, what sounds like a weird caged animal in this like cell. Um, and of course guards burst in after them and Jean opens this thing using her telekinesis and out comes possibly my favorite thing about this movie, mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah. Wolverine and his full like weapon X weird metal helmet and like loincloth wires going everywhere. Yeah. Full the VR. Mode. yeah. Like it's essentially Will Hughes playing Beat Saber at home. Sure. Yeah, like, exactly. It, it's, it's that outfit. If Will Hughes yeah. was shredded and he was yeah. playing Beat Saber at home, this would be what it would yeah. look like. Uh, 
I've never actually um, met Will Hughes. He could be shredded. I do not know from from the sound the, from the, uh, from his self deprecating jokes. I'm assuming he's shredded. he's not shredded. No, I think it's from the sound of his voice. <laughs> his throat doesn't sound very muscular. Um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, and before before there, Wolverine's about to, to kill summarily execute everyone who put him here. Um, Jean like touches his face and and says like you know we can we can help you. He takes out she takes off the headgear. And kind of calms him down for a second, oh, no, so he doesn't kill the kids. That's after all of this. So oh he yeah, goes, he kills people he, first. Yeah, he goes on his berserker rage, and then like, oh, you're right, you're yeah, right, you're right. Yeah, so, yeah. <clears throat> oh, yeah, I forgot about that. He murders lots of people uh, here, and this is this is pretty cool. Like tying in because I think in the original Weapon X, the reason why Wolverine escapes is fairly arbitrary. You know, it, it's kind of played like almost like a monster movie. Like it just uh, oh, like, you know, the Jurassic Park, like the fences are down. Yeah, you know, in, in the Barry Windsor Smith uh, comic, but here. Um, you know, tying it into X-Men history and tying it into Jean kind of makes sense for their eventual romance. Like here, she's very young, so it's a little weird, but the idea that like, he has this kind of, you know, this is this person who gave him this like immense gift, like stopped him from being in a government torture facility. You know, it makes sense to have like on some level as even if he doesn't directly remember it, having some level of kind of imprinting. And also like know? literally giving him his name back, like and giving him his humanity back. Yeah. Like we'll, we'll like he's, he spends a lot of time, um, killing folks. And then, uh, like as he's about to leave, Jean does this thing where she takes off the helmet and like touches yeah. his face, gives him the name Logan, and has that and has that moment. I also really like the way that this ties into the uh, the time travel stuff because mm-hmm. in Days of Future Past, at the end of that movie, Magneto kind of hurls him into the ocean, and we see that he has been picked up by Stryker. Um, so it makes sense for Stryker to have this dude. And then also at the very very end of Days of Future Past, like he Wolverine wakes up in the current timeline, like having gone through all of this, but with the knowledge of the stuff that he did and meet savior. And I think all of that, like the way that this all fits together works for me really well. It's pretty clever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, it, and it's a good, you know, good classic action scene. And it's like an appropriate amount of Wolverine action. Yes. Like if he just joined mm-hmm. the team, you know, I don't, I don't need him in this finale. Like, no, I kind of like this, just this little, you know, couple minutes. And uh, the moment that she touches his face, like you, they look over, like the camera goes over to Scott and he's just like, fuck this guy. Fuck yeah. his masculinity. Fuck his claws. Yep. Fuck his hulking chest. Uh, fuck this yep. dude. Yeah. I, I, I do not like this big sex god that my girlfriend just let out. Um, <laughs> this murder sex god. Yeah, yeah this is murder. Mur- <laughs> yep. uh, the kind of dude that's yeah. going to appear on Good Housekeeping and Men's Health at the, on the same yeah. month. <laughs> <laughs> um. So uh, Kurt shows up uh, to to wave to from the, the from the sound booth to the kidnap crew and is telling them to like, get away from the door uh, before Cyclops blasts it open. There's no coordination here or anything like uh, Cyclops didn't know that they had gotten away from the door because they barely get out in, in time. Yeah. So apocalypse, or, you know, Cyclops go just executed everyone, but he did not. Luckily. Also, we, we complain a lot of times about the X-Men forgetting that they have superpowers. Um, I think this whole crew forgetting what they, what the, what the like universal motion for get away from the door is, is really it's, funny it's to a me. Very low level superpower. <laughs> yeah. 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 You like, know, I don't, like, yeah. I don't understand what you're putting your finger across your lips for. What am I supposed to do? Talk louder. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just, uh, you just, you just, you just push that. You just like, Act like you're moving them. Yeah, you know, you like like you're pushing things aside on the shelf, man. Maybe maybe uh, Kurt doesn't know that because of Chamini. Oh yeah, the, sure, um, sure, sure. He is they, very they sheltered. Yeah, yeah. They don't know they don't know that in Germany. 
It's the kind of thing. Yeah, I remember when I was taught that. Um, so, so they leave, and then Stryker uh, leaves on a helicopter. There's, there is a moment we, we forgot to mention that I really like when uh, yeah. Wolverine escapes and he's murdering mm-hmm. his way through like a couple hundred people. Uh, Stryker like looks around at his crew and is like, "I'll be right back. I got to go to the bathroom." and leaves, leaves Canada. He just fucking yeah. <laughs> leaves the whole country. <laughs> yeah, I got an expatriate. I'll, uh, I'll see you later. The, um, yeah. Uh, I, I would probably leave the country if I had a Wolverine after me. One hundred percent. Maybe not. All my stuff is here. You know, I don't know. I mean, I, at this point, I would leave the. I would definitely leave the continent. Like, I don't think that he could yeah. make it across the Atlantic. You know what I'm saying? But like, I would. You know, it's time. It's time for a summer vacation in Australia. No, no wait. Yeah, he would probably yeah. be really good in Australia. Hold on. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> Japan. Out. No, no wait. Yeah. Hold on. No, no. <laughs> Old for surely. Yeah. The, the um. <laughs> Where's Omega Red living nowadays? Let's go over yeah. there. <laughs> He's become a Mega Red's roommate. (laughs) Making podcasts together. Why we hate Wolverine. (laughs) Ah, yes, I hate the cow with Logan. Yeah, man, I don't like him either. He's always chasing me and shit. Like, it's fucked up. And now a word uh, from Lisa. (laughs) (laughs) Lisa Mattress is softest in the world. The... (laughs) I don't yeah, know man, why you should want one underwear to wick sweat away, but it, it's this does it. <laughs> Omega Red hits with crotch. <laughs> the um. <laughs> now we're back and we're discuss who pays what in the cable bill uh, for for the situation being Omega Red. Um. Yeah. So we're we're back to Apocalypse. Yes. Uh, and he's uh he he's like I'm gonna make uh you know this is the birth. of birthplace of civilization i'm going to make it the birthplace at the center of the universe mm-hmm. um and uses his weird earth powers to make egypt not interesting yes um <laughs> like he's in this like very interesting uh setting and he changes it into a nightmare scape of dust and rebar it was already by, like uh, not good cgi of egypt and now it's just bad yeah. cgi of not egypt <laughs> of, of not egypt yeah it looks like the background in like a 19 like 96 computer game or something Oh, I could definitely like it, see this like, in like a Quest for Glory, like eight or something, like time, yes, time yeah. for the Egyptian Adventures or whatever. Exactly, like it, it's it's not it's not good looking. Like the uh, and it's it's pretty hand wave that like in the this version of the X Men movies, like Egypt was destroyed, literally just raised to the ground, and everyone who lived there was dead. Like, oops, no Egypt. Like that, that feels like that deserves at least a comment. Uh, well, but our, our people just treat this like it's a, a like a danger room session. We have to wait till Wolverine Civil War, which is going to be basically around the Egyptian Accords, which are going to be where you have yeah. to register. <laughs> Egyptian Accords. You have to register if you're Egyptian. Exactly. The, uh, you walk the walk, but I don't know if you... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and, a, and a, just yeah. a great moment. Um, our whole United um, X-Men team finds a uh, souped-up warplane. Yeah, and a bunch backward. of a bunch of suits that are in the size of teenagers, and uh, yeah, so that's thank you, <laughs> Weapon X facility for yep. supplying us in this in, the, in our time of need. Yeah. Uh, uh, Raven tells uh, Beast here, "You got your warplane. Let's go to war." And uh, I think that might be one of the worst lines in this entire fucking movie. Like, I really hate this line for some reason. It's pretty annoying. It, it's it's real pithy, you know. Uh, about a thing it's also calling back to a line that like people probably didn't care about that much yeah you know like i definitely had a moment like i remember that they said it but i don't remember exactly what the context was because i it wasn't a super exciting conversation it feels like a nod of trying to acknowledge the beast raven relationship a little bit more 
you know, but not not necessarily successfully doing so. Even though they cur- they cut out the furry fuck scene that we all know and love from Days of Future yeah, Past. Yeah, exactly. Um, the epic ass grab. Um, Apocalypse makes a Magneto helmet for Magneto. That's nice. Um, and yep, yep, and says, uh, "Rip down everything on Earth." Um, and the survivors will show up here. We'll lead them. Yes. Like, well, yeah, it sounds reasonable to me, Captain. Um, <laughs> We're going to, uh, this is exactly the plot of the stand. And like after, after the contagion wipes out most of America, like either you have start, you start having dreams about mother Abigail, the yes. black Democrat woman, who's the good, obviously yep. the good side or Randall flag, yeah. who is like a much yep. scarier apocalypse. Like this is what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, they're, uh, they're doing some, some bonding on the plane. The X-Men are on their way. Uh, they're all suited up and stuff. And this is like just a nice little breather scene where they're like, Hey, you know, Jean or, uh, you know, uh, Jean asked Raven if she was scared when they were in DC that day back during, uh, uh, days of future past. And she says she wasn't scared that day. Uh, but she was terrified on her first mission uh, where they, they all got together and were going out and they called themselves the X-Men. Um, but then says, you know, Nobody but me and Hank are actually alive from that. And, I think uh, someone asks, or someone says, like, what happened to them? And she's like, I think I'm under yeah. a court order. I don't know. I'm an international yeah. criminal, y'all. Yeah, <laughs> you can't trust anything I say. I'm a shapeshifter, for God's sakes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Jean Grey is like, well, even if they didn't survive, you're a hero to us, though. You know, like, I saw that on TV. It changed my life. It changed lots of people's lives. And everyone um, in that, in so, that, like all the young kids are like, same, 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 yeah. same. Yeah, um, they, they love that. And you can imagine like the, this kind of, it's an interesting angle for them to take on the metaphor of being a mutant, being a stand-in for being, you know, uh, gay or being uh, some otherwise some kind of minority. Because the idea, this is them like talking, kind of briefly addressing representation, right? Yes. Like that's not mm-hmm. really a thing, but in, in the, the stories, but the idea of like being a mutant and then seeing a mutant who is like this, this freedom fighter and stuff you know if like as i was a mutant like i'd be way into there being like a mutant bernie sanders or whatever <laughs> like oh shit <laughs> shit like yeah, this, this is cool <laughs> bernie sanders jesus Christ. what is his superpower just being super nice yeah super super nice super old and super like you know oh, no, no. having too <laughs> like, having too much energy for a 75 year old man <laughs> yeah, and, and and talking like he just ate a box of kleenex yeah, like, <laughs> mutant bernie sanders uh, yeah. you should be kicked off twitter for that <laughs> i didn't tweet it but yeah so the, just that representation you know it's it's uh i think this makes a lot of sense yeah uh, i like it yeah it's good um yeah uh magneto is floating around particle effects are floating around him and he's reaching below the surface of the ocean to pull up uh out all the metal um, including this old ship. Um, so this is this is this is a thing that actually has happened in the comics a few times, where Magneto is trying to like reverse the poles or fuck up the magnetosphere or something like that. And the apocalypse's whole idea that like anyone's going to survive this is pretty fucked. Yeah, I don't. You know, like this is literally himself. ripping the world apart at this point. Like, yeah. what the, how if you're not apocalypse, like how is Psylocke going to survive this? Like, what is how she is apocalypse going to do? survive it? Yeah, you you know you have Angel, right? Like you know you have a guy who has no powers except for a terrible haircut. Like <laughs> this guy's not going to fucking survive the the world being ripped apart. Yeah, you know, and you aren't either, you idiot. Like th- this is just it is too extreme. The idea of, like just causing uh, a world ending event, which you know is apocalypse's thing, right? It's in the word, but him just causing this world ending event and thinking it's going to work out for his weird new utopia just feels too big. 
Like they already destroyed Egypt and now it's like, well, yeah, and also the entire world. Like, and they it's keep, just too much. And they're going to go back and forth to like where, where Manito is doing this. Like he's like pulling all of these raw materials to remake this city and Apocalypse's image. And like he's, but he's going like, he's in Egypt, but like they're showing like the bridge in San Francisco too. <laughs> and like mm-hmm, shipping yeah. containers and like the whole bridge ripping apart and all of that stuff. And like, why? Like what? <laughs> why? Yeah, it's just too much. And yeah, and entirely too much. And on top of all of being too too much, uh, the CGI is kind of bad. Like it all looks kind of cheesy and <clears throat> I hesitate to say cheap about anything. But uh, like in mm. the world of really nice looking CGI that we're getting now, like this does look really cheap. Like it's it just, pretty aged. Yeah, and in a way that like I don't feel like Days of Future Past got into very badly. Yeah. Yep. 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 Uh, extremely, extremely poorly aged. Yeah. Um, okay. So he's doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, Angel puts, you know, Angel at this point is now just this mute henchman. Like somehow he's the muscle, like he doesn't get another line in the movie. Um, he straps Xavier to the transference table with all the giant statues of Xavier or of, of Angel and his crew. There are big statues of the, the horsemen. <laughs> Which again, showing the uh, tons of statues of Xavier. <laughs> the, uh, this is very weird. The, uh, I, just, I just really like the idea that Apocalypse has spent like a good like three days with these guys, like making them increasingly elaborate uniforms, and they're like, "This is perfect time to make your statues for my yeah, office." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yep. Uh, I need to have you staring down on me while I do this thing. Um, but it's, it's nice. You know, he did the. There were statues of the Horsemen in the early in the opening. Oh yeah, yeah. Like it, this is his thing. Around. This is what he does with his yeah, crew. He loves like it. it's good. It's yeah. fucking weird. He loves yeah. it. Um, and he's like, you know, I've I've been very powerful, but I've never been able to be everyone or be everywhere and your powers are going to do it. So on top of everything else I'm going to do, there's going to be Xavier's powers where he controls every mind on the planet, which is pretty fucked up. Yeah. Um, the X-Men approach, they see this new pyramid being built. Um, Jean says, Hey, Xavier's in the middle of that. He's about to get taken through this transference thing. And they see uh, Magneto, you know, in this just like gigantic field of magnetic rings or whatever. Sure. Yeah. Um, and they split up to do the thing. Raven says, uh, go get Charles. Get him on the plane, uh, do it as quick as you can, and we'll get out of here. Um, I'll handle Eric, and Quicksilver's like, I'll, ha- I'll help. I can get you there. So they've split up. And then we go to, like, this montage of cities being destroyed, including, like, the Sydney Opera House, which, again, like, what? <laughs> Why? Yep. yep. <laughs> um, it's just sure. uh, through magnets. Yeah. Yep. Um, we're definitely killing Magneto after this, right? Like, this is definitely the thing that kills <laughs> Magneto. <laughs> <laughs> we're not gonna let him survive for another movie to uh you know to get corrupted again right exactly like, like we gotta like a, we're not talking plastic prison i'm talking like a plastic needle full of of, of plastic killing <laughs> yeah, yeah, killing yeah. device i don't know what it's called yeah. but yeah yeah it, yeah it's called arsenic and like the um yeah it is uh it's pretty fucked up the the amount of devastation here is they they really overplayed their hand with this shit um so on the, on the on the ground, like Scott's like, hey man, some of us can't control our powers though. Like we're you're sending us in, like we're soldiers and we've done training. I just fucking got here. I just got these glasses. <laughs> yeah, uh, they didn't even because, they didn't even show that part of the movie. It's it's been cut yeah, out. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. The, the scene where I was shown the settings on this this thing got deleted. Raven, I don't know what to do. <laughs> you need to help me, please. Yeah. Um, and she says, if you can't control your powers, don't embrace them, which is a terrible message. Uh, Cause that's how, you know, all these people, you know, you know, Jean Grey is going to do that next episode. So look forward to that. I wish, uh, I um, wish right after she said that Cyclops looked up to Magneto and just did the whole gym looking to the camera <laughs> office thing. and been like, mm. yeah, mm. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, 
So Quicksilver gets uh, Jennifer Lawrence up to Magneto by like dashing on rubble. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. this, this thing. And um, so they're approaching Apocalypse uh, senses everyone's there. It says like Angel. He says like go out, fight outside, protect me while I'm doing the transference. Yep. And uh, his, his, uh, his golden pyramid at this point that he has that kind of does the transference goes up into the sky to, to start the, the process or whatever. And this is where we get our, our big climatic uh, fight scene, which feels like it lasts for 87,000 years. Yeah, um, it is. It's so weird when a movie gets to its, I went and saw um, Shazam. Uh, <laughs> you went to see, what was that? Shazam? 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 Is that what he has to um, say? Like, is that a New York kid that has to go into that weird accent? Yeah, he has to sound like Gomer Pyle. Shazam! Shazam! Um, you shouldn't carry a gun at Mayberry. The people should respect you. <laughs> Shazam! <laughs> Just keeps flipping back and forth. Um, but I went, I went and saw that movie uh, this week, and it's pretty fun in the middle. But the idea of like having the the final part of your movie, like the climax with with all the fights and stuff, that ostensibly should be the best, like the quickest pace and the most fun to watch, going on for a million years and being extremely slow, is really damning to a movie. Yeah, like that that happens in that movie too. And this movie, I'm like, oh, we're at the the final fight and stuff, and then you like look down at the runtime, and there's just this like feeling of like, oh, that can't be 25 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> you, 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 you don't mean not. that, right? Like that has, that, has, that has to include like twenty minutes of credit, right? Like the uh, and and it was the exact same. You know, I just had that feeling watching this, and I had that feeling in that movie too, where I was just like, "This is really going on." Yeah. Um. The, so this fight, everyone's pairing off. Uh, the teens run up, and Storm kind of comes down, and throws a car at them with electricity, because of course she can. Uh, Scott Blaster back, uh, but Beast is the one who's going to pair off. Yeah, with Storm. Beast catches and, the uh, car and then tosses it Storm, and then we get this uh, scene. Oh yeah, that There's I um, of a Psylocke. that I feel like was yeah. in the trailers, and I remember that was this scene in the trailers that was like, yeah, I'm probably not going to go see that movie. I'll just wait till it comes <laughs> out. <laughs> um, it's this really bad thing where Silex is like jumping towards the screen and like cuts this car in half. And there's something about it. That's just so poorly constructed. Like it looks bad. It doesn't, everything looks completely weightless. It just like, I get, I get that Olivia Munn is supposed to be hot in this weird purple leather outfit. And she does pull that mm-hmm. off really well, but it just looks so dumb and hokey that I'm just I'm just out. I'm like, yeah, this is all fucking stupid. Why am I why am I doing this? She's doing a like a, a little like uh Samus Aaron style like um rotating jump thing. Yeah. But her yeah. body she's not curved up enough or curled up enough to make it look correct. Like she she's in, in a in a posture that's probably more true to, to reality if you're doing this. But we're so trained to pe- like to see people kind of like curl up into a ball when they do this. Like she's not she's not compact enough for this to look good. I think. Um, yeah, I know that's very specific, but like, yeah, that's that's the thing I kept taking from it. Like, wow. Um, um, we're gonna get some. Uh, um, they basically send Kurt inside. They're like, hey, you go get uh, Xavier. Tell him him back to the thing. We'll we'll handle all these. But uh, Angel follows him in there. Um, then we get this beast and Psylocke fight. And uh, we talked about this on the first episode, I think where Psylocke's whole deal is that these like psionic projections are her like will basically like they're, you mm-hmm. know, they're, they're meant to scramble people's brains. Uh, but all of a sudden she turns it into like a whip and starts physically choking, excuse me, physically choking beast. And like, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she, she just so dumb. Energy beams now. She's not, there's no psychic about anything with her. Like they just gave her energy powers. Yeah. In this. 
you know, and it's like that's just not what what Psylocke is supposed to be. That combination was supposed to be, for, you know, is is cool in the comics, and it made sense with her history and stuff. And here, it's just like she's just a ninja with energy powers, and it may as well be, you know, the Last Stand. Like it, it, it's it's very cheap. Yes, one hundred percent. The fight choreography is also just not very good. Very um, it's like, super and, uninteresting, right? Like just like yeah. kind of boring back and forths, and just not. Yep. It's not choreographed well. It's not executed very well. Like it just all feels like kind of a mush. I am uh, on the plane ride back from Milwaukee. I watched Avengers one again. Okay. Which I hadn't seen in a very long time. And uh, the action choreography in that is great. Like they, they somehow managed to make just these individual fights of people, you know, with, with beams again, they're fighting just like aliens with guns and stuff, but everyone is, is just really kinetic. It's like cutting at the right times. Everyone is doing kind of interesting things when they fight there's like weird little applications of power like you know uh hawkeye will like throw like you think it's a regular arrow it's a trick arrow you know or uh, uh <laughs> that's hawkeye's <laughs> whole thing what do you mean that's that's a that's yeah. a random thing that's hawkeye's whole thing is like Wait, he yeah. fires an arrow oh no it's just a single arrow oh my god it's a trick like that's his, old, that's his whole thing like, oh no it's two arrows yeah <laughs> but it's that's better than this which is nothing yeah like you know there's just no none of that kind of stuff and it doesn't cut between the people fast enough yeah like, you know, in contrasting those two action scenes, like, it, it's pretty rough stuff. And that's also just kind of a pretty, it's in a city, but it's a pretty generic setting, because we've seen that enough times. You know? Yeah, and, this, so. and the city has fallen apart around them, so it's not like there's any identifiable marks. Like, uh, I mentioned that I yeah. saw Infinity War, and, like, for all of the movies, all of that movie's, like, kind of weird and bad stuff about it, uh, like, there's that early fight scene where uh, the first time Captain America shows up and like they're fighting in a in like a clearly identifiable place like it's yep. the architecture looks interesting like they're they're kind of running through it like there's these things that people will recognize if they know that place and versus this which is just like this is just a movie Wasteland. set yeah and we're yep. going to we're going to CGI a horizon later like we don't care about yep. that here's some rebar um yeah, so quicksilver and and raven arrive to magneto's bubble uh which they cannot mm-hmm. enter um and raven starts talking to him saying that like hey you know you you should you you have a family uh you still have a family and you still have a chance to save them uh but quicksilver says like it doesn't say anything like he's he basically is like i thought this was going to be the moment that he was like you're my dad you should you should stop this and come hang out with me and teach me how to be a supervillain um, but instead he's like, I'm, you're, I'm also here with my family or something. And I, I yeah. don't know what this moment was really supposed to do for me, Gary. Like, I, so, yeah. So I think about that. I think that the idea was just supposed to be that after all this, like he just kind of didn't want to do it. You know, sure. I don't know necessarily why, but the, here, the problem is, is that's immensely selfish. Like if you could potentially shock Magneto out of destroying the world, you know, your little, your feelings about this don't really matter in the situation like if you you know if you're a hero you'd be like yeah i'm your son please fucking stop this like everything you can do to get magneto to stop literally ripping the world in half your life and every life depends on it you know so it's just like it's like i i went on on multiple like, i was like oh i can't figure out why i did that and then i was like well maybe they just don't they want to have that scene because it'll be very important to both characters but they don't want to do it in this floating cgi hellscape with these stakes they want to do it later and I was like, I can accept that. Like, they're they're making another movie. Quicksilver's joining the team. Maybe they just want to handle that in a different way. But then I thought, like, actually, no. Just him to say making the decision killed hundreds of thousands of people. You know, yeah. Like, if this just could by, make by if, keeping it to himself, if this could make Magneto stop like five seconds before he would normally stop, like that's probably yeah. at least four thousand people at the rate that he's going. Yeah. Um, just like you know, wives and family, you know, 
families and children you know opera houses husbands and fathers <laughs> you know exactly opera houses like think of opera quicksilver <laughs> i know it doesn't seem like you care about it but like rush is kind of operatic and you love rush um the uh so yeah it's it's pretty dumb uh, that he doesn't tell him but it does seem to get through um psylocke whips beast some more um angel and nightcrawler fight again kind of mirroring their cage match uh early on um and cyclops and storm kind of fight yeah but it doesn't look like it's it's showing just kind of us losing a little bit it doesn't look like it's going super well uh beast finally shakes up shakes off psylocke and like throws her on top of a building and she's gonna be like out of this fight for a while yeah Um, for a little bit and then uh inside kurt finally manages to get away from angel um and i actually like how how he does it they uh they fly into like a cage yeah like they you know and then he just teleports out from it he sets up, it's exactly the same cage that, uh, you know, uh, Creighton of Mira or whatever in Dark Souls 2 is in. It's like exactly one of those little clay huts with like rebar on the side. Sure. Yeah. Okay. He Creightens him. He, he, he baits him. Nice. You know? like, um, yeah. he manages to grab Xavier, I think. Um, yep. and then, and he gets up there. Uh, of course, this, uh, and then he starts rescuing everybody else. He starts pulling everybody back to the plane, uh, which I think yeah. is, is, is really interesting. Not interesting, but I think yeah. it's really cool. Like Nightcrawler is, is doing the most X-Men shit out of anybody right now. Yep. And let's just get the fuck out of here. Yeah. We can fight another day once we're at our strength. Um, Xavier lost his hair during this. This is supposed to be the origin of his baldness. Um, is, I'm fine with the energy of just this, just like this being traumatic. You know, sure but, yeah i got the yeah. big blue guy energy in me so now i don't have any hair and like <laughs> yeah have to ask sure gotta have to gotta, does the carpet match the drapes is this yeah, a permanent thing oh 100 like he's got like he's alopecia out like i imagine xavier has no pubes yeah he's got he's got no right. hair anywhere except for his yeah. you know suspiciously puffy eyebrows <laughs> yeah. yep exactly and those those are glued on it just uh he's, he's, the guy. he's still well <laughs> from uh arrested development <laughs> exactly yeah. Yeah. he's always a little surprised yeah so, sit well yeah sit well yeah um the yeah um so apocalypse wakes up during this he's like well shit you know i, I was i was eating that um the uh the x-men start flying away but angel gets loose from from his thing grabs psylocke and throws her at the plane yeah which she starts starts cutting into to stop them from getting away um gene tells kurt to get him out of there uh and she's he's like i can't i can't teleport with the whole team she points the plane down it's very intense we don't know whether he's going to make it or not um, but he manages to teleport at the last second. Psylocke manages to jump out of the plane and use her dagger to like slow her fall on a building, which I always like it when people do that. Yeah, that's fine. Um, I'm okay. I'm okay. With it. If she's just going to have energy beams, it, they might as well be like it, it claw, well like energy. Cool. Yeah. yeah, claw energy. Um, Xavier wakes up and there's somebody, you know, Apocalypse, there's somebody. I don't know who. Uh, Apocalypse <laughs> is still on his head. So really burying so the lead there, Gary. <laughs> yeah, just, Somebody's knocking at my mind, mind door. <laughs> it, it's, it's the Shadow King and there's another hour and 15 minutes of the movie. So the, uh, we have to now deal it. with that threat. God damn it. Um, no more psychic planes. Yep. The, uh, but uh, yeah, so uh, everyone's accounted for except for Raven, who is talking to Magneto. And is like, hey, I'm going to go fight for what's left. Like, are you going to do this? And uh, Eric kind of has a flashback thinking about uh, all the nice things Xavier has said to him about how he believes in him. And he uh, starts crying. And now he is now broken good. He wakes up from his rage spell. Yeah. Um, yeah. Apocalypse wakes up and kind of walks outside, finds that Angel is dead. Uh, what a waste of a good character. What a waste of a good X-Man. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He um, he starts kind of yelling at Charles via this mental connection that they still have. Um, and then time starts to freeze and Quicksilver shows up and starts to like land punches on Apocalypse. 
Yeah, uh, I like this actually. Like, I like Apoc- like Quicksilver. The entire like his entire thing has been like nothing's a big deal to me. Yeah, you know, so he does it with it with a really cocky posture, and it makes you look forward to him getting into fights in in the next movie. You know, because he's he's an insanely high powered X Man. You know, um, and uh, but Apocalypse sees through it. Like Apocalypse just kind of starts concentrating a little bit to see Quicksilver's uh, reflexes and does like again. I like this too. Um, uses his earth manipulation powers to grab Quicksilver's foot while he's in a full sprint, which yes. like of course breaks his leg, um, which is like super scary, mm-hmm. you know, pretty nasty. And then he walks over and um, breaks Quicksilver's arm because you know yep. he's Apocalypse. He's not you know mutant killer. He just wants to torture people. <laughs> like he's not, he yep. could literally dissolve uh, Quicksilver into atoms right now, but he's like nah, yeah, exactly. I'm yeah. good. <laughs> um, and uh, Storm and Psylocke are watching, and for some reason, this is the final straw. Right, like I mean, it's pretty brutal that he bre- breaks two arms. But do you, I don't know how many people they thought were in the Sydney Opera House at the time. But for, but for some reason, I mean, this presumably is the they still they have not heard about the Sydney Opera House, right? Like they think that thing is going true. strong. They got like a text alert. Like it's the eighties. Like they didn't get a pager. They're, uh, they're, <laughs> yeah. they, they, everybody feels like their season tickets are still good. They're still going to be able to yeah. see. <laughs> <laughs> they haven't heard the news yet. Um, the. the uh, yeah, this is well, this is this is what yeah. I think causes Storm to to kind of like, oh wait, this dude doesn't have our best interest in heart. Which again, well, like, and Psylocke, well, and both and, of them do it, and Psylocke turned evil and turned good for no fucking reason. Well, this isn't this Psylocke movie. is going to be the problem. Like oh. this, this is. Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah this is right. this is yeah, Mystique pretending to be Psylocke. We'll see Psylocke. I got and it's like, uh, <laughs> I can't believe he got tricked by Raven. <laughs> yeah, like six movies in or whatever. That, like, God, Gary, that's, that's so, so Raven. Raven. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, like I don't understand why this is the thing. I mean, they they, they he brought her to Auschwitz, <laughs> <laughs> and that wasn't the first clue that she should go. Like, are we the bads? Like, I, I you know, I mean, it took it took breaking poor Quicksilver's arm. Yep, and her her legendary love of Quicksilver. The uh, even though they are lovers in Age of Apocalypse, you know, um, I'm pretty sure the uh, uh, the weird thing. Oh, maybe that's what that's an allusion to. I don't know if I want to give them that much credit, but um, the weird thing is if you don't know the comics, there's nothing that ever suggested storm might be kind of good. Yeah. You know, like there's nothing to think that she isn't just a power hungry villain in the text of the movie. It's just the comics knowledge that we have that like, Oh, she has a heart of gold. Like she's actually probably good. I mean, maybe not necessarily like, just the comics, like all of the, like all of the X media over the yeah, last knowing like, the character. 30 years. But like the fact yeah. that they, they, uh, you know, just didn't even bother to name her shows us how yeah. much that they were counting on the audience to fill in a lot of these character lines. I think profoundly disrespecting the character. Oh yeah. Know? Yeah. It was yeah. pretty, pretty uh, miserable. Um, yeah. So Psylocke walks up, uh, shows up with her, with her cool sword and uh, cuts open Apocalypse's throat. Um, and then that doesn't really matter because he's got healing abilities. Uh, so he just grabs her, starts choking her. But of course, that's not that's not Psylocke. That's Raven. Um, meanwhile, the the uh, most of our ex crew is like huddled up on the second floor of this like blown out uh, building. Uh, Charles says he's going to go out there and save Raven, but of course, Mori won't let him. And then he realizes that they're still connected, him and him and Apocalypse, and it's time to get into Apocalypse's head so we can go to the psychic plane. Mm-hmm. So at the very least, the, uh, this is better than just like an energy zone. Like having the, um, the fake mansion is more interesting. Sure. Yeah. I'll give you this better. Yeah. I'll give you that over the like cosmic psychic plane bullshit that we usually see. Yeah. 
Yep, yep. Um, not so bad. Um, in the real world, Apocalypse drops Raven, and then um, or no, wait, this this is in the this is in the psychic plane. So the Xavier basically just starts punching him in the psychic plane, and the the mansion starts growing up around them, which I guess is is kind of cool. You're right. Um, yeah, or just it's just better better yeah. than it could be. In the uh, in the real world, he drops Raven and kind of dissolves this wall that the all the X Men were hiding behind. Um, and then uh, they in the mind world in the psychic plane, he just starts beating the hell out of Xavier. I wish, man, like my psychic plane stuff is never just punches. <laughs> like I want so much yeah. more out of the psychic plane <laughs> than punches. I have plenty of punches in the real world, superhero world. Like like throw a chicken at this dude, right? Like go like get us get a Sekiro chicken and have it chase after Apocalypse for no reason. Like do, get weird with this stuff. Use your imagination. Yeah, Literally use the thing movie. that's supposed to be your weapon, Charles yeah. Xavier. Yeah. I've never seen that Green Lantern movie. That's my like the big thing I would think of with that is that like this dude can make anything. And he's probably just making giant swords and giant shields. Yeah, I haven't never, like, never seen that Green Lantern movie either. Yeah, <laughs> it's supposed to be really terrible. But the uh, you know that's that's one of the things with that. Like I know with the different Green Lanterns, like the young one nobody really likes is the one that actually does interesting things, like makes like gigantic weird mechas and shit like that. Uh, like with it with his powers, everyone else just makes like you know giant fans and giant swords and giant shields so, so fucking boring it's uh, super boring i'm gonna make a, a giant uh, macbook pro ha <laughs> <laughs> and do my taxes <laughs> make a gigantic turbo tax make a tax. gigantic h&r block building so i can go in and get my taxes <laughs> I can walk into it the uh <laughs> um yeah. apocalypse is slowly in the real world slowly walking towards our uh kind of cowering mutant team uh when these two giant steel beams fly out of out of nowhere uh, and they plant themselves in the ground, forming an X in front of Apocalypse. And uh, Magneto is here to join the fight against Apocalypse. He has come to his senses, I guess. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't. He's had his moment. He's had his turn. Um, so he just starts sending like a. And I, I actually kind of dig this if if Apocalypse wasn't so just so like offhandedly d- defending himself against it. But he just starts sending like all of this crazy ass metal that he's been stealing from opera houses around the world t- towards Apocalypse, and <laughs> yeah. Apocalypse has to like dissolve it faster than he's ever dissolved uh, before it. Yeah, it's it, it, yeah, um, it's it's cool looking, and also like I'm fine with Ma- Magneto turning into a hero again because he's always been that deep down, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So, uh, Beast and, uh, Cyclops drop down, um, Beast grabs Mystique, uh, and tries to free Quicksilver, um, Cyclops begins blast- blasting Apocalypse's shield as well, um, and this is all in- while in the psychic plane, Xavier's being beat down by gigantic Apocalypse. Yes. Uh, and, and he reaches out mentally towards Jean. Um, and I think we've mentioned that like they've kind of implied that she has some kind of crazy weird shit going on with her. Obviously, we're an X-Men podcast. Like, everybody knows what's up with Jean Grey. <laughs> like, we, we know. Yeah. Um, but uh, he, he basically starts asking her to help them. Um, Beast tries to, like, get Quicksilver away um, and then come join the fight and then uh, gets knocked out, like, just about immediately. Um, like he's, he's not well suited for this fight. Yeah. And no, like, somebody, somebody give this dude a science lab so that he can g- yeah. do something useful. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yep. Um, they, uh, uh, apocalypse slams beast to the wall or a uh, cyclops to the wall. Yep. Um, and Xavier at this point, you know, he's got the upper hand now that he's reached out to Gene. He says like apocalypse, you're never going to win. Apocalypse is like, what? And he's like, because you're alone and I'm not, which is again, you know, we talked about this a little bit. This is a, uh, not a bad, message or whatever that goes into this right like this is fine i I don't mind Mm -hmm. that line i think that's good i think it's a good way to defeat apocalypse it's what happened 
initially, like in the very opening cutscene, he got betrayed by the people he was exploiting. Like, and this has kind of a message about if you're going to be this kind of asshole, no one wants to hang out with you. That's a real problem for you accomplishing your goals. So, yeah, even the even the people that you love the most, that you gave the most elaborate costumes to, like, will eventually leave you. Like, that's we'll what's going you to if you're if you're a gigantic asshole. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, um, so Jean shows up. She walks out of Cerebro's door uh, in the mind world. In, in the, the mind plane. In the real world, uh, Magneto is starting to like lose the ability to send all of this crazy metal, and Jean starts walking off of this uh, second floor building. And as she goes to step into thin air, she floats. Uh, and she, we hear this like r- huge swell in music, and uh, this is our signal that some Phoenix shit is about to start happening. Yeah, definitely uh, going to be the Phoenix theme or whatever for the next movie. Oh yeah, totally. Uh, Jean fully lets go of her powers. Uh, fire like streams from her body. Uh, Apocalypse in the mind world is completely blown away, and in the real world, his armor starts coming loose piece by piece. Uh, the other yep. X Men all uh, start joining in. Magneto starts hammering in. Beast free Cyclops, so the Cyclops can do more stuff. Um, Apocalypse tries to teleport away and then Storm joins the fight. <laughs> yep. Uh, so everyone is just shooting energies at energy at a CGI yep. guy in the middle of a field. Mm-hmm. Just it's, it's that kind of ending. And that's, and, and look, that's uh, comic books, right? Like this, I've seen this a million yeah, times in comic books. It does, sure. it does look incredibly cheesy in some cases, but I have to admit like with all of the Jean Grey stuff and it was, it was kind of cool. Like it's, it's not, it's not super good, but like it was, it was fine. It was it's, a little it's, cool. It, yeah. I like seeing uh, Jean Grey cut loose. Mm-hmm. For sure. And uh, and Phoenix literally disintegrates uh, Apocalypse, and we're not going to um, talk about how we turned Jean Grey into a teenage murderer for the rest of the movie. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> guess we're not, we're, I guess ethics is canceled, Xavier? We're not Mur- we're Murder has lost some value. Like, I, Apocalypse gotta go. Yeah. I get it. But you know, not Magneto, um, huh? <laughs> but not Magneto. <laughs> not not the not the huh. gun. Yeah, you don't. Huh. This is this is a real apocalypses kill people. Magnetos don't kill people. <laughs> kind of argument <laughs> with this. Like the tool doesn't actually matter to this movie. Uh, it's a it's a it's a deeply libertarian film. Jesus Christ! The, um, I wouldn't be surprised no, given the you know the the people behind some of this stuff. Uh, yeah. They um we do get a just a very quick brief scene of Psylocke leaving. Uh, she yep. she kind of observed all of this and is like, "I guess I'll I'm, I'm out." Yeah, I, I I don't really want to go to trial. <laughs> I guess I'm, yeah. I'm going to get out of here. Whatever the Nuremberg version of this is going to be, I'm I'm not. I want to be a part <laughs> yep. of it. Um, I want to um, go re- receive my to... tickets at the Sydney Opera House, and then she gets to a whole different <laughs> surprise. <laughs> Post credit scene, <laughs> like dun 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 dun. Or just showing up for like the Madam Butterfly or some shit and being like, "Oh man, <laughs> oh rubble again." Um, <laughs> <yeah. laughs> um, so they check on Xavier. Xavier's doing better now. Um, he thanks Jean. Uh, then he gives Exa- uh, Moria her memories back. Which, hey guys, did you guys forget that Moria was here? Because <laughs> uh, she's been here on the helicopter during this entire time. Her, like, or the yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, and man, the yeah. imagine being like, I'm going to give you your memories back, and also the memories of me wiping your memories, and like your whole life has kind of been a weird yep. sham for the last thirty years, and you probably don't know your kid as well as you think you do because I definitely impregnated you when you were asleep one night. It's um, real fucked up, <clears throat> exceedingly fucked up. Yeah, and we don't deal with it. Like they do this, yeah. and it just that that's it. Like she has kind of like a like a thing, and I guess it's supposed to be like cute because they're in love or something, but like no she again like she has a kid she has a whole life like this is a real fucked up thing to do xavier anyway mm-hmm. um yeah nightcrawler wakes up 
Um, we go kind of around the world in a montage, and then everybody is is super happy. And then uh, we just kind of smash cut from this to Jean and Magneto using their powers to like reassemble the uh, X Mansion. Mm. Um, and like, I want to know which of their powers is controlling, like making sure that your uh, sewer PVC is your on a pipes. Th- well, you know, yeah. like you have to have like a, a, yeah. an incline, like, the correct percentage of incline to make sure that all your shit goes down to the bottom of the house. And like, I don't know that Gene knows how to do that shit. Like, you know what I'm no. saying? It's it's no. just it's just kind of dumb. I'm sorry. I'll leave it alone. It's it, it's it's pretty silly. They always do this where they do the building the mount uh, mansion montage, and mm-hmm. usually it makes more sense because it's like Juggernaut carrying a bunch of lumber. Yeah, or but this or, is them doing it real just quick. like using her telekinesis on nails instead of hammering. Yeah, something. like like literally just doing the construction part. And you assume they bring in some kind of contractor or like, you know, I don't know, some some kind of plumber X man. Like get I mean, the Morlocks to work on your sewer. You know? <laughs> they know all about sewer. Like, yeah. uh, this seems like a good time for Forge to show up and be like, oh, I got this. Don't oh, worry yeah. about this. I got a Space Sewer 2000 for you. Like, <laughs> yeah. Leech, oh, Space Sewer. Um, the, uh, yeah, so it's a... Uh, it's pretty silly. It's just, it's just a hand wave and be like, oh, the mansion will be back, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's just, I think um, in like I would have liked to seen part of the next movie, and who knows? Like they probably didn't know that there was going to be another movie or anything like that. But I would have liked to seen part of the next movie being like them having to like you know work out of trailers to to train these mutants or something while the mansion was being yeah. rebuilt. It just seems very hand wavy to be like Magneto has the metal and yeah, Jean has Jean Grey has everything else. everything else, I guess. And they're both yeah. very competently trained on building houses. And yeah, it is, it is like. 10 years between movies which is going to be weird for these characters not aging yeah you know mm-hmm. since everyone is in a different decade but um quicksilver shows up he has a cast um storm says like hey you're gonna tell magneto and he's like maybe i don't know but we're gonna we're gonna stick around and she's like me too like we're x-men now and they're like we never actually met <laughs> yeah, what's your, your name, name? <laughs> like, you know, like, <laughs> like yeah what are your like, powers my name is peter don't call me quicksilver don't, what, uh, please just don't call me that for any reason did, has anybody called him quicksilver in the no no, no it's no, always no. peter because yeah. yeah they can't because of uh age of ultron um but yeah like also we have some questions about why you were partnering with apocalypse like did xavier just check yeah. your mind out and be like oh she was tricked and like well we don't want a fucking idiot on the x-men team either <laughs> <laughs> he took her to auschwitz and she yeah. still didn't know come on yeah she, she, he just said hey why don't we do this and you said yes for a very long time <laughs> like <laughs> there were a lot yeah. of yeses before your no okay i'm yeah. not gonna forgive all those yeses <laughs> yeah yeah so uh, inside uh, eric and charles are talking uh, Charles says the world's repairing itself, and uh, th- this line from uh, X Men uh, comes back, which is great. Where Eric says, "Like, aren't you scared of the world coming for you?" And Charles says he has a great deal of pity for the poor soul that comes knocking on my door looking for trouble, um, which is a line that uh, Patrick Stewart says yep. in uh, X Men Two, mm-hmm. I believe. So um, Eric leaves. Uh, he's like, "Well, you know, I can't be an X Men. I'm going to go not face trial." And they're like, "See ya, <laughs> see um, you later. <laughs> You'll probably do whatever be in the you next want." Movie. <laughs> Yep. Do whatever you like. It's Kill the eighties. Uh, hey, consider plastic surgery next time. All right. Bye bye. See yep. Go get revenge. Yeah. Don't start another family. It's gonna get fucked up. Like, go kill some more factories of people. It's cool. Um. Fucked up, man. Um, yeah. So the so. this the movie ends with uh, Raven and a uh, and a cool looking new X Men uniform, um, training a new team. They're all. Uh, <clears throat> 
they all have their cool like '90s X Men uniforms, which I think look extremely dope. Uh, I think mm-hmm. like Cyclops is especially is like, boy, that that that's that animated series kind of uniform. Just it does something to for me. Yeah, um, that's that's the Cyclops. That's and the one. It's and it, they all look just super fucking good and so good that I hope that like these designs are the. I haven't actually seen a lot of the trailers, so I don't know what's in the next movie. But I hope we get to see some of this in action. Um, they don't they don't show very much of them in just normal uniform. Okay, like most of it's them in their like astronaut uniform. Oh, okay, cool. Because they're in yeah. space, obviously. Um, yeah. She tells them that they're all X Men, and I think it's actually like a weirdly emotional moment for this movie. <laughs> like it, it kind of mm-hmm. worked for me. Like I was surprised. Um, mm-hmm. And then you know the doors to the danger room open, and some fucking Sentinels start walking out, and then uh, it goes over to the camera goes to Xavier, who is now bald and in his like classic Patrick Stewart chair from the first movies, and yep. the the danger room doors close on his bald ass face, and that is yep. the movie he's proud of his x-men yes um you can kind of tell maybe they 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 knew they would want to have a sequel but they don't hint. this is weirdly uh foreshadowing for deadpool 2 um coming up <laughs> yeah, is, i guess, is, is I guess it really up. is yeah <laughs> yeah they're setting up that. deadpool 2 as opposed to the next x-men movie here in the post credit sequence where uh government men are cleaning up the weapon x facility and uh they have this briefcase um that they have and we they take all these blood samples and we see that the uh the samples are labeled weapon x and the briefcase is labeled Essex Corp. Yes. Uh, we all know Mr. Sinister's last name is Essex. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I would love to see a live action take on Mr. Sinister. Very interesting, yeah. I, I just, like, yeah. there would have to be that, like, weirdly comedic moment, like, in Infinity War, where, you know, Peter Parker's like, oh, we're using our made-up names after he meets Doctor yeah. Strange. <laughs> like, of someone going, like, what's a Mr. Sinister, you know? What's yeah. a Magneto? <laughs> yeah exactly why is, why is he mis- yeah. why doesn't he style himself as a doctor like that would be much more sinister <laughs> you know yeah i i was very curious that out of the big x-men villains it's like the one they didn't get to mm-hmm. you know their stuff since the next one is not is not going to be that um unless they're they're really holding their their cards closer to vest and like it does show up in deadpool 2 kinda but the character doesn't you know and the machinations don't like I wonder if so when eventually they do reboot the X-Men and we just have to come to peace with the fact that's going to happen, right? Like whether we want it or not, they are joining the MCU in some way. And even if they weren't, they would make new X-Men movies, right? Like it is too, these movies do fine money wise and people know them. Um, It'd be interesting to me to do that as kind of a first swing, because like what I don't want to do is set up government and Magneto as threats like yet again. Exactly. You know, unless they do like a very different take on on magneto you know government i can see them not doing that because uh that was already kind of dealt with in civil war like when these guys at the mcu and like it's just like well oh i have to be registered but fucking thor doesn't you know like (laughs) well technically he's not an earth citizen so we can't really do anything about it okay okay you know and also i have to be registered but also hawkeye does that doesn't seem fair to hawkeye like none of this is you know none of this is fair you know um, I can see them skipping that, but just introducing Magneto again just feels tedious to me. Like I want him just to be a character um, in this. And Mr. Sinister would be an interesting way to do it because, you know, when you look at, like we talked about how the X-Men villains kind of represent parts of X-Men this, right? Um, and Mr. Sinister is that genetics piece, mm-hmm. you know, Apocalypse is evolution. Mr. Sinister is genetics. And they haven't done very much with that in the movies. Like there's been a weapon X kind of fucking around with, but like, I think they could do something with, the origins of mutants or somebody fucking with the origins of mutants that is like at least kind of interesting 
Which would be fun to pair alongside like the Yumen stuff, which you've never really seen a yeah. live action take of either. And it could be, yeah, yeah, Yumen would be a good, cool one thing. To yeah, like show. lean into some of the more horror aspects of that, of like literally carving organs out of people and things like that. Like you, mm-hmm. could, you could do some really interesting stuff with that. I'd be, I'd be really curious how Disney <laughs> as an entity takes this yeah. stuff on because, like, I, I have a feeling that any of the X Men stuff that we 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 get out of this new media conglomerate is going to be. Um, pretty safe and tame in comparison to a lot of the other stuff that we've seen. Like, I don't think we're going to get something on the level of like Legion or Logan from, from Disney slash Marvel nowadays. And like, you know, you've made the comment before and I agree with you. Like X-Men movies are really the number one place to go see X-Men do X-Men shit. So I'm going to kind of keep doing that until they, till I just get, until they make me sick of seeing like watered down X-Men shit. Um, yeah, the genetics thing I think would be a super cool line, super cool. Like, storyline to go down Angle. i just i just yeah. i just hope it's not like 18 origin <laughs> you know what i'm saying or yeah. i don't or, or you know make i think i t- said this last time but like a cyclops and gene gray movie that introduces you to everything from their perspective and you know that what seems more yeah. interesting to me than an actual x-men one does I, so. I want them to treat it i want it to treat it like they did the avengers and everything where people get as opposed to treating it like guardians of the galaxy like do it individual people come together as a team not the team gets an origin movie yeah you know, because that only works like one of the things with Guardians is like one that works because a lot of those characters are kind of simpler, you know, um, but two also they didn't it wasn't until the second movie that everybody got an arc yeah. in that movie. Like that's very much feels like it's made to be a trilogy on its own because the first one is just like a fun sci fi movie. But, you know, who, ha- you know, who gives who what's the, the character of, of Groot or Drax or Rocket Raccoon, right? Like they just don't have character in that movie. They're just kind of like wisecracking. Um, they have they have like one trait. They're not really there's no pathos. And then know? yet another villain that's just a blue guy yelling about. Yeah, <laughs> and then it's a blue guy protecting a sky portal. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So the uh, yeah, it, it's the uh, I would lo- would love to see them do it as individual movies. I don't know how that that segue happened. I guess just because Mister Sinister. Yeah. Um. What's your what's your overall opinion about this movie, Gary? Like, I don't I'm not looking for a rating or anything, but how do you how do you feel about it yeah. as compared to previous X Men adventures? It's probably so. Like, I watched it a year ago after you and I watched the first two. Um, at your house just because it was fun uh, it was on like a streak and then i watched it prepare for this and i think i'm ready to say goodbye to it like there's a couple of things i like it's all right i don't know I, like, I, I like it better than last stand i think it's it's like a worse movie but it's so much longer i was gonna say whether i'd rather watch it than x-men one because i think x-men one didn't age very well but this is so much it's like twice as long you know so i don't know it's better than last stand <laughs> I think it's about um, <laughs> on par with the last stand. Uh, like, I think it's, it's about, you know, the same level of there's some cool stuff here, but most of it is garbage. And I don't care for the way they, they handled a lot of the characters. Um, and of course it's, it's easily drawn comparison to because of all the Jean Grey stuff, uh, I, which I feel like this does a better job of that. Like we didn't, I mm-hmm. feel like Jean Grey, Sophie Turner's Jean Grey did a lot better as this like Phoenix force than all of the weird shit they did. They did with uh, what's her name. I am um, Jam Jam K Hansen or whatever. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Jam Jam K. It's not that's not it's like it's a one hundred one hundred percent Jam K. Fam K. Jam K Hansen. Yeah. Fam K. Yeah. Jam K Hansen. Yeah. Jam Johansson. He did much better job than John Hansen. So yeah, John Hampson. Yeah, I know exactly. He was from Mad Men. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I I you know I I'm kind of with you. I watched this shortly after you left. Um, and then I had seen it like, I think once in the theater before that. 
and then uh, watching it again for the show, and I think I am never going to watch this movie again. Like I just yeah. don't. I just don't need to. Uh, I'll go back to Days of Future yeah. Past. I think that movie is great. I think First Class has a lot of value to me. But uh, mm-hmm. but man, I'm I'm I am done with Apocalypse. I just I can't stand to see Cyclops Psylocke in this movie ever, ever again. <laughs> it's so cheesy and yeah. bad and dumb, and I hate it. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah. It's uh, just not. It's just not quite uh, good enough. Exactly. You know, not quite good enough. Um, is it torture? No, there are parts enough of it I found enjoyable. Like I don't think any of these more movies are torture, but not quite good enough. Um. So thanks everybody. Yeah. Do you want to tell for, everybody for what we're uh, what we're doing? What the schedule of the show is going to be for the next little while? I do. Uh, next episode is going to be our Q and A episode. If you're listening to this, it is too late to send us cues. Uh, <laughs> Unless you were somehow listening to this like four minutes after we record it, which would be really yeah, impressive. You hurry up. The, uh, if in which if case, you, if you go walk my bugged. dog so I don't have to get up and yeah. give you it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Make me a sandwich if you're going to bug my house. Um, the, uh, so we're, we're doing that next, and then we are beginning our coverage of X Men Evolution. Yes. The uh, the teen, the explicitly kind of like YA teen version. Yeah. Of the X Men, where it's lots of high school. Um, kind of different versions of the characters. Like it's, I've only seen a couple episodes of it. I haven't started watching it for the show yet, but it's like, oh, the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants also goes to the school. Yes. Like, instead of the blob being a villain, he's a bully. You know, it, it's that kind of energy. So M- Mystique is the principal. So Yeah, Mystique is a principal. That's so fucking you know? weird. So the, <laughs> it's super weird. I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully it is, uh, hopefully it's everything I want it to be and Mag- very good. Magneto we, is just yeah. a different version of Superintendent Chambers. Chambers, Char- yeah, Chalmers just like, you know, yeah. Raven! <laughs> like, just go, like, like, what about those kids at X Academy makes them think they can put my underwear in the microwave in the morning? Why I oughta? I've never microwaved um, my underwear before. Is that like a bad thing or a good thing? I don't. I was just kind of trying to come up with a prank. Like a kid prank, and are that's your, what my brain reached Are for. your underwear made out of tinfoil? Is that what is that what this huh? is? T- yeah. Yeah, I don't want the CIA controlling my dick, Jeremy. I don't feel, I don't feel I don't like that that's going to wake away a lot of moisture, Gary. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> actually, it does. It's a lot like uh, wrapping like a foil around a rotisserie chicken, putting it on the grill, you know? Oh, okay. Like, so you're extra crispy down there is what, you, what I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. The, the, uh, yeah. Hot dog. You have a wiener. The, um, I've got, the, I've got yeah. MIT tattooed on my on my dick, but when I put it in the <laughs> oven, it, it says Massachusetts <laughs> Institute of Technology. <laughs> <laughs> it's like one of those little sponge dinosaurs. Yep. The, uh, yeah, the... Um, Anywho, that's dicks. Yeah, so uh, I, look forward to our coverage of that, which we are already derailing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in, exactly. in like a month. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited um, though. I'm excited to get back to the X Men animated stuff. I'm, I'm, oh, I'm, me too. After a, a long time away, I'm, I'm, I'm very excited to get back in. We're back. Yeah, I'm, I'm super excited actually. So it's gonna be really fun. Um, and then uh, that, that'll be up for us for a while. Yeah. Uh, if you if you like this uh, show, you can support the entire network over at Patreon.com/slash/DuckBeatTV. Mm-hmm. Thanks everybody uh, who has who has supported uh, us really do appreciate it yeah we very much appreciate it if you want to leave us a review on apple Podcasts, please do so we haven't had a lot of those lately so it'd be pretty cool to to see those trickle through and um yeah i guess we'll be back in a couple weeks with your feedback episode yeah Uh, until next time good night good night